This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. My gun dirty, my brick clean I'm riding dirty, my dick clean She talk dirty, but I'm mouth clean Bitch, I'm MC Hammer, I'm about cream I got 30 cars, whole lot of dancers I take them everywhere I'm MC Hammer, started selling dope I'm too legit to quit When it's hammer time, I'm pulling out the stick I'm at the car lot, I'm going broke I pay for five, they front a couple more I take them home, like I do my hoes I dress them up, I buy them clothes That's still one of the best albums ever, dog What's that, uh... Damn, the ten song joint. Teflon Don. Teflon Don. Yeah, perfect album. That shit is amazing, man. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two thirty five of This Week in Culture. I am your host Antwood, aka Trinidad, and aka Mister Two Podcast a Week, and I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, dog? What up, dog? It's your man, Jay Johnson. Uh, one half of the culture, one half of everything. What's popping? And this week we bring to y'all the episode one review of. We Own This City, HBO's new six-part limited series about the rise and fall of the Baltimore Police Department's Gun Trace Task Force, man. But before we get into that, want to thank all the listeners, all the really supporters. Just the fall. <laughs> it's really about the fall because uh, I'm, I'm guessing within these next five episodes, we're going to see the rise. But that fall was fucking wild, dog. I was looking up some of them niggas' sentences in real life. Niggas is going to be in jail till almost 2040. They've been in there since 17. <laughs> Them niggas was doing dirt, dog. Um, want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody fucking with us. Want to thank everybody who uh, checked out that little surprise episode we dropped yesterday, man. Um, for all y'all who didn't know, we dropped a little 40-minute joint. Uh, just me and Jay shooting the shit, talking about shows we watching, man. Uh, I got a couple new joints that I'm going to add to that, too. A few recommendations that I, I checked out over this past weekend, but... Shit, man, it's been a while since we've been able to just kind of talk shit, get into the cultural shit a little bit, man. Uh, some shit I've been wanting to ask you about since it happened, nigga. How you feel about the uh, the Elon Musk Twitter shit, bro? Uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's a dope move. Um, I don't like all these companies and all these different things being publicly traded um, because... Now you at the whim of the shareholders or what public opinion is about certain things. And mm-hmm. I just don't like it. And now you have to do things. You have a fiduciary responsibility to increase profits. So it's not, it's no longer about the experience of the platform or anything like that. Or the user. I, or the user. <laughs> yeah. I just have to make more money. Mm-hmm. And um, legally I have a responsibility to make more money to the shareholders. Um, a lot of things that was going on on Twitter. I don't know if y'all like, I mean, looking at the age range of the people who listen to here, uh, Rob not included. Uh, <laughs> facts, not facts. Like, Rob, what up? 
I may not be like active Twitter users. And like the experience has gone down drastically um, over a number of years. I know the conversation has been about free speech and all other shit like that, but yeah. um, we've been we we we've already ran into it with with Facebook, right? Nigga, so how that's that free speech shit is. That's the angle I've been coming at it for, like. Yo, the the downfall of Facebook for me, because you already know, I, I've been not necessarily anti-Twitter, but yo, I don't need to because I can say anything I need to say on Facebook. Well, now I can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And every time I say anything, no matter what the fucking context is behind it, I'm catching a 30-day suspension. I got eight days left, by the way. But it's gone down in user usability and likability because of shit like that. Y'all blocking my free speech. What's so funny is... The second that it was rumored that he was going to buy Twitter and he bought all them shares, mm-hmm. everybody got their old accounts that has been blocked back. Mm. Shout out to Sean the Terrible because <laughs> he got a, a major account back. He was gone for damn near a year, if not wow. if not more. Wow. Uh, but everybody just got their accounts back. Yeah. I got on Twitter and everybody who was missing was back. Was back. Live. I was like, yo, damn. You have like four accounts that got killed. <laughs> Go check your shit. Yeah, might as well, they're giving dog. everybody their hey. shit back. And that's, I think ultimately, dog, if it, the purchase means that the app becomes better for the people using it, I'm all for that. I don't, like, I know a lot of motherfuckers was online just going Because they don't nuts. know nothing. And I'm like, what do y'all think is going to affect you negatively? Like, you personally, For negatively. App that you don't even use. Come on, dog. People Come are like, on. man, this is bad. This is this and this is that. It could be, it could be not. But like you have this not nowhere near your wheelhouse. Yeah. And did you have any stock in Twitter? Because yeah. I have stock in all the all the apps and all the shit that I use because I know if it's going good or bad because yeah. I use the shit. Yeah. It worked out well for me. Him buying it increased the stock price to like yeah. fifty four dollars a pop. I I just what a payout. The discussions around it. Have been so like Niggas got like real like vitriol About this shit And I'm just I hadn't been understanding It's been politicized Yeah now, it, it literally The conversation is all about Free speech and Trump yeah. Somehow Like if you for it Then you're a Trump supporter Oh man like, uh, I didn't seen I've seen that conversation I've seen The Elon Musk And all the like Accusations of racism And shit over at Tesla And how that's about to impact Twitter I'm like bro I don't Elon Musk is African American <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> a nigga from Africa. Literally. That would make you. But he African. Yeah. <laughs> hey, keep telling y'all all the time, Charlize Theron is an African American. <laughs> She's South African. What you want from me? Um, but no, man, I, I just think, regardless, because it was funny, I was reading a lot about... Uh, Elon been to Africa more times than I've been to Africa. I mean, shit. His bloodline is African. Now it's, now it's Elon versus Leon, nigga. <laughs> Same letters, nigga. Yo, is Leon Elon, nigga? Somebody said, I was watching a, what show shit, uh, Flagrant too. He was like, Elon mm-hmm. is the new Maxim Musa. He said, <laughs> he said, if you just move the letters around, it spells it. Then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> oh, man. And it's funny, I almost played uh, the Ross and Hove. King Hova, Mansa, Musa. I almost threw that on too for the intro, man. But no, nah, man, I, I feel like 
end of the day, this is going to be one of them things that most of the people who are like pissed about it or upset about it, y'all not even going to notice the change. Like it's, it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of similar to the presidency of the United States. Like when do you really see like a president come in and your life changes? Nigga. Um, it's rare. dog. Just stay on Instagram or that, you know, let them need people who, who, who want to like express thoughts. Um, be over here <laughs> what's know. wild i still be tripping that facebook owns instagram and they have two completely different like like speech things like i say whatever the fuck i feel like on instagram like i used to on facebook never got in trouble i don't even get how niggas get suspended on the gram because i'm like what are y'all doing nigga because i can go in there and wild out and don't nothing happen but i say a weird word i'll say the word kill on facebook i'm out of there so Shout out to Elon Musk for the purchase, man. I hope that shit is uh makes Twitter pop again. <laughs> nigga hope shit. that shit make you ship out them cars. Or that. Yo, a lot the of niggas, motherfuckers. Niggas pre-ordered the Roadster in 2017. And they ain't got it yet. <laughs> um, they pre-ordered the, the, the Roadster last time Kendrick dropped the album. Sheesh. What <laughs> you think about years. that, man? You think it's really coming? 100%. I didn't necessarily... He released the information himself. I mean, so yeah. He said, and don't believe nothing unless it comes from this source. That's a fact. So he gave niggas a warning. I'm excited about it. That title is weird, but I'm like, eh, Kendrick's, he's an odd dude. Nigga. So the title ain't got, to Pimp a Butterfly was weird. And then I love that fucking album. So excited about the music. Yo, earlier in the week, you posted a, posted a story on the gram basically just allowing people to give folks their flowers man mm, like yeah i i i appreciate you for for posting i like seeing that type of shit on my timeline it's a anyway. that we deserve man 100 percent, dog but then i thought about it who are some uh some actors like if you could pick like two or three that you would give flowers to man since since we do this culture shit dog who who would you give just a salute to mm uh, all right. It's gonna sound wild. All right, Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nigga, if you'd have gave me a hundred guesses, <laughs> I never would have got that shit. Fresh Prince is not Fresh Prince without him. That's a fact. Like, Carlton was Carlton was very much a Steve Urkel type, like figure in in that era of television, dog. And honestly, all the episodes that he was a part of the all the shit that we i this is the craziest thing i relate more to carlton as an adult than i do mm. to will mm. like from i know he's a part of the young republicans that sounds <laughs> wild but some of his <laughs> some of his his conservative <laughs> views his attire Duh. uh his 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 disposition about when it, whenever it was when when he was in on some shit it was a great episode yeah he gave me the wink and the gun. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if y'all think the name the of this episode isn't Young Republicans, gun. you niggas have lost it. Y'all have underestimated us. Um, I like that, man. Alfonso Ribeiro definitely deserves his flowers. And Alfonso Ribeiro did the the difficult thing when, like, I always talk about, like, people who become such a, like, cultural staple on the one show that they're known for. And how it makes it like difficult in the rest of their career because yeah. they never get back to that level or that opportunity. Alfonso Ribeiro career been moving 
forever, <laughs> nigga. Like whether he hosting game shows, whether he on other shit, State Farm commercials. Even though the little light skinned Drake looking nigga that took his job, dog. definitely could, always seems happy. He could be happy. a dark person inside, but we don't ever see that. We we'll never know, dog. He always got seem like a good dude, thing, dog. Man. Seem like a good dude and uh, shit. To your point, man, he fucking co led one of the greatest shows of our damn time, dog. But my real answer, okay, is Robert Townsend. Oh my god, the fucking goat. The GOAT. Only other person I put, like, I'd say above Robert Townsend, but ahead of Robert Townsend is Kenan Ivory Wins. And guess who put him on? Robert Townsend. Nigga, come on, dog. And guess who had his own studio first? Legends. No, y'all. Legends. Shout out to Tyler Perry and what he's doing. Yeah. But Robert Townsend had an idea in the 80s, late 70s. He's the reason for In Living Color. Facts. Hollywood Shuffle is In Living Color before In Living Color came out. Gave Keenan the fucking brainchild to go ahead and like build a whole platform around it. Yeah, man. Parenthood. It's a great show, man. Uh, un untalked about classic. Cause I fucking loved Parenthood. Zarya was great. Meteor Man. Classic. He meant he's the first first black, black superhero. superhero. Come on, dog. I feel like he had a hand in Ghost Dad. Or uh, or, or a Bill Cosby movie. I don't know that to be true, but I just feel like that's the case. I wouldn't doubt it. Let me see. Robert Townsend. What came out first, Meteor Man or Blank Man? Because <laughs> I had the Blank Man soundtrack on on, on, on cassette, by the way. <laughs> first result when I type in Robert Townsend, Bill Cosby. Faison Love calls Robert Townsend a bitch-ass nigga. Face on love. Face on love, dog. Like, what the fuck? What bro? phase are you on? Love. I want to even see. What phase are you on? All right. So, Meteor Man was 2003. Really? Or, I'm sorry, 93. Pardon me. Pardon oh, me. I was reading it. No, no, no. It, like, this, I was 21? No, this clip I. <laughs> Shit. No, this clip I was looking at got uploaded in 03. Meteor Man was 93. Blank Man was 94. So, Meteor Man. First black, First black superhero. superhero. He was out here. Yeah, man. Um, I thought about it, dog. I was like, damn, who would I really give they fucking flowers if I had the opportunity? And then I thought about it for like longer, and I was like, yo, let me make sure I don't fuck his, his last name up, because I always do when I say it. Glenn Plummer. Thurman. Oh. <laughs> Thurman. Uh fucking what was he? Colonel Taylor on Different World. Oh, fucking Um Cooley High though. Cooley High. I mean, we we already know this nigga background. That nigga was on a billion shit. Inkwell. He was the damn nigga. Um, but Yo, Cooley High was a sad fucking movie, man. Cooley High was terrible. I was really mad my mama made me watch that. FYI. Nah, Coach, cheese, man. Yeah, boy, boy, my nigga preach ain't never. He was upset, nigga. <laughs> like, dog. But I, I thought about it, like, for for somebody. Shit, the wire. Yeah. Like, come on. He was fucking a uh, whole mare in that bitch. Clarence Royce, dog. But I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, yo, Glenn Thurman been, nigga, married Aretha Franklin. He been doing his thing since the fucking, I don't even know, nigga, the mid 60s. And then he was in a movie that I wanted to fucking recommend to the listeners I saw over the weekend. And I thought it was a really good movie, dog. It's called The Devil You Know, starring Omar Epps, Glenn Thurman, uh, 
dude that plays the mayor on the shy, Curtis Cook. Um, whole bunch of people. Our guy off uh, Love Is, the main dude that played uh, Salim or whatever yeah. his name was on there. Names I um, mentioned in that shit. Bro, uh, the devil you know was fired. So it's been um, Omar Epps and the guy who directed it. They got it funded their, themselves, and they had a, a distribution deal initially only with AMC theaters. So it's been in the theaters for about a month. But then, uh, as of last weekend, it became available to rent. So now you can stream it or buy it on all your platforms. So I, I rented it on Prime. It's only five ninety nine. Um, nigga, shit was good as hell, dog. Like, oh, I'm gonna check it out. It, I really enjoyed it, bro. And I, I was listening to Omar Epps talk about it, and he was saying, like, you know, it's is that why he was doing the rounds? Yeah, yep. Because he was prone. Because he put his money up with Big Daddy it. Daddy so. Kane in that somehow? No, no. Michael Ely's in it. Um, he plays a cop. For whatever reason, he was doing rounds with Big Daddy Kane. No, no. Big Daddy Kane ain't in this one. They was on. They was on Matt Hoffa. Funny as together. fuck. No, and Big Daddy was, Kane was not in this. <laughs> I have no idea. I thought they was on a Breakfast Club together too. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> no, Big Daddy Kane was not in this joint. Maybe he put some money up. But um, he could have put some bread on it, dog. But the devil, you know, man. He was he was talking about it, and he was like, it's like a gritty sort of like crime family slash police type drama. And he was just he was bigging it up, and he was starting to like mention movies. That he felt was like similar in tone. He mentioned the town. Like Big Daddy <laughs> Kane is really with Omar. Yeah, he was not a part of this shit at all. Well, at least not then, in the movie. If he put some bread up, then that's a whole other thing. But he wasn't in the film, dog. But dog, the shit was really fucking entertaining, man. It was a great script. The acting was good. It didn't feel like a prototypical, stereotypical, what you think of black film. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when shit don't go big studio niggas get it in their mind that it's going to be a low budget type film bad direct nigga this shit was well acted well directed well scripted and i really thought that it showcased some of the like lesser known up and coming black actor like dog from love is let me let me get his name so i don't keep just calling him dog from love is but uh he really fucking was like killing it in this movie dog um oh now love is blind what the fuck Fucking Nick Lachey. Love is on own. There we go. Um, William Catlett, who plays uh, Yasir on Love Is, and he plays one of Omar Epps' brother in The Devil You Know. He was killing, dog. He's Kevin Hart, uh, Bodyguard. And, yeah, um, in the joint on Netflix. He was just... Which was really good, by the that way. That was a really good show. I hated that people hated on that. Like, niggas be mad at anything. But The Shut Devil up. You Know... That got the ant stamp, man. Um, if you got $6, go spend that. It's going directly toward Omar Epps and the people who funded this movie. And so. Big Daddy Kane. And Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane's absolutely getting three out of your $6, dog. <laughs> but shout out to Glenn Plummer, too. Yeah, man. Glenn Plummer, my nigga, dog. I was watching him in this movie, and I was just thinking about all the shit he'd been in recently. Like, in addition to The Wire, he was in Power. He was he in. been in, like, four movies that have been filmed here in Detroit. Boy. My G, Listen. His first movie was in 1987. Nah. 87. Cooley High was in the 60s, wasn't it? Glenn Plummer. Oh, Glenn Plummer. Well, I'm thinking Glenn Thurman still. Glenn Plummer. Uh, Yeah. Our nigga. Yeah. OG Bobby Johnson. OG dog. Bobby Johnson. Yeah. So from now that I'm looking at his, his uh, wiki, and I'm like, yo, this nigga had an impact on my life. Real life. From Colors. I'm just gonna name the some of the ones that y'all might know, from Colors to 
South Central mm-hmm. to Trespass to Menace in Society, uh, Dangerous Game, mm-hmm. Speed, Showgirls, um, The Substitute. Speed two, was <laughs> <laughs> sad. Su- the substitute two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn you- man, he been so he been doing movies from nineteen eighty seven through twenty twenty three because he got some shit planned. Like shit. So it's funny. This how in sync we be. Cause the other nigga that I have written down, who I wanted to give flowers to, Child, Dimes. That was that's. I remember Dimes. Dimes. I remember Dimes. Asbury Park, Black Lives, a new, a new kind of like this in twenty twenty one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies. Yeah, in twenty twenty one, dog. Yeah, nigga be working, dog. Um, I had it written down that I wanted to give motherfucking major props. To another nigga who was in colors, Don Cheadle, dog. Don Cheadle, who I feel like might be one of the most underrated greats. Like, this nigga's really a goat, bro. Like, that's a fact. Like, that nigga's really a goat. And um, it was funny. So I caught over the weekend, I caught the episode of Fresh Prince where he was Trey. And then that made me remember that I still needed to finish the last two episodes of House of Lies. Cause I never finished like the final two I of was the ready finale. To mention House of Lies. Like- bro. Man. I I literally wasn't Marty on there. Yeah, Marty yeah. went fucking crazy. Bro, that nigga was amazing on there. Wait, bro. wait, 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 wait. Wasn't his daddy Glenn? Yes, that's how <laughs> I got nigga. You see the circle, bro? Glenn yeah. Thurman was his pops, yeah. nigga. Come on, dog. You see the circle, bro? He was rocking in colors. He was the first nigga that made me want to be a crip. Like this nigga was great, bro. And um. I really thought about it like, yo, he even fucking uh, jumped right in there and grabbed that Iron Man role from Terrence Howard and got into Marvel shit. It's like, oh, Terrence Howard, you wanted 200 mil? Yo, let me get this shit for 75 real quick. Drop the fucking ball. Boy. I ain't seen a nigga drop the ball like that since Corrupt and Ja Rule. Ooh. First <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Man, man. Now, niggas, niggas could have been a part of something. Twenty years later, they they basically the Avengers. Yeah, they in outer space and shit. And fucking Ludacris is enjoying every minute of it. Nigga ain't made an album. I don't even know how corrupt got in that first one, dog. Dog, and had the bag. The bag was right there. But Jaru, Jaru, really, you should have been. That was yours, nigga. You had a song on a soundtrack. You drove a car. You was Ludacris character, and you blew it, bro. I wonder what Bow Wow thing too. Oh man. I mean, I guess he was, he was, that was probably like, granted, I haven't seen one of these Fast and the Furious It was the weak one. Until, because when they start bringing Thanos in, I was like, Yeah, right, it was a lot. Was it was a lot. But that was probably still one of the weakest ones. It was, that was before it became like the, that was the one that didn't make the 200 million opening weekend when all the rest of them after and before did. That was the one niggas was like, yeah, no Vin Diesel in them. I'm straight. How old is James Amos? Oh shit, he been around for or uh, John Amos. John Amos. John Amos. Hold on, hold on. Let's see how old the God is, man. Because think about it, he's still alive, like right, right now. Yeah, I just seen a picture of him with uh now old girl who played his daughter in Coming to America. While I'm a child, he 82. I'm watching reruns, old syndication of um Good Times, mm-hmm. and that was 35 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Bro, um, but yeah, dog, I just, when I seen your post, I started thinking, man, there's some people out here who really deserve their flowers. Uh, the last person I got on my list, and it's because I just rewatched the first season, first three seasons of Snowfall, and I gotta say it, John fucking Singleton, dog, genius, Gen bro, season three of Snowfall, I encourage everybody, first of all, all three seasons flowed beautifully, nigga. I've been having them on in the background during my work day. Season three made me stop working the other day, bro. I watched nine out of the first ten during my entire fucking work day. And if anybody from my job listens to this podcast, don't report me, nigga. Because, bro, season three was phenomenal. Nigga was flawless, bro. And I think season two was flawless. Season one, it was building the story, so we had a lot of character development, a lot less... Franklin and them and a lot more Mexicans and all that. But and in the grand it all worked. Things, we didn't it all worked. Need them. We didn't need them. And I think they listened to the pot and realized that. Because they showed did shift, didn't we talked season one, we said they gotta get rid of the Mexican storyline. Or like less of it. It was too much of it. Season two it was like, yeah, old girl can disappear. Yeah, they started backing the fuck up. And um, then she just disappeared. Yeah. And then season three, the Mexican DEA lady, uh, the nigga also shot her in the back of the head real quick. Got her up out of here, episode two, and that storyline was over. But it was just wild to watch them first three seasons, knowing where we where we at now with the end of season five, and see, like, the relationship with Franklin and Auntie and all that. Because it's funny, it's an episode, I think, during uh, season two, where she had, you know, this was before she officially got back with Unc when she was still over there with Claudia. And... uh she wasn't in the game, and Franklin went over there and pretty much begged Auntie, like, yo, I started this shit with you, whoop, whoop, whoop. and Auntie was like, yeah, no, I'm good over here. And it's like, damn, dog, you ain't even come back till Claudia whooped your ass. Yo, speak of the devil, random as fuck, don't have nothing to do with nothing, but it was on Snowfall Season 2. <laughs> How about Uncle Clifford was on an episode from uh, P-Valley? Uh, Auntie held a drag show at Claudia Club without her permission, and Uncle Clifford hosted it. And I was oh, wow. like, I was like, yo, I never would have fucking, if I hadn't gone back, I never would have known this nigga was so on he Snowfall. Didn't no, no, dog got right in the character, nigga. He was literally the same person. But um, it was just dope to watch them three seasons, man, and really see how much that show grew over them first three years, dog. And I just wanted to big up and salute oh, yeah, the guy John when, Singleton, man. That's when she broke one of the forty-eight laws of power, Auntie. Yeah, yeah. she in in the forty-eight laws of power was one dude who. He wanted to show his the king um, that he appreciated him and everything. So he threw like the biggest, the baddest party yeah. in the fucking world. And everybody was talking about how great the party was and not giving respect to the host. And mm -hmm. that's what, exactly what that drag thing did. Because yep. while she, they was like, oh, you doing good, good, good. That's what, that's nice. She got her ass with. And Clyde, yep. Was as soon as, as the party was over. Never so it's funny. The master is the law. Uncle Clifford came to the back to talk to Claudia and Auntie and was literally like bigging up Auntie and Claudia was just sitting there seething, getting pissed off. And as soon as that nigga left, they got to scrapping, dog. 48 Laws of Power. Great book. Stop. Amazing book. Read the shit twice, man. Always go back to it. Facts. Um, all right, man. That's that's just it. I just wanted to give some uh some niggas day props who should get more flowers than they do, but uh everybody don't. Um speaking of though. Real quick, did you see uh, Viola Davis' statement about the criticism she's been getting for the Michelle Obama shit? I did. So her, her statement was kind of wild and unexpected. She was like, um, critics serve absolutely no purpose. 
And I'm not saying that to be nasty either. They always feel like they're telling you something that you don't know. Somehow that you're living a life that you're surrounded by people who lie to you. And I'm going to be the person that leans in and tells you the truth. So it gives them an opportunity to be cruel to you. How do you move on from the hurt, from failure? I don't know, but you have to. Not everything is going to be an awards-worthy performance. I'm so pissed that niggas is giving one of the gods Come on, uh, dog. a hard time. Viola and did more than enough work. If if anybody should be extending some grace, I haven't watched any other show. Yeah, me either. Um, me either. Probably won't. Um, but like, if anybody should be extending some grace, man, how fucking dare y'all, bro? Like, how fucking dare you? It's it's a few people out here who don't need to prove shit. Viola Davis is easily one of them people. Like, my nigga got a Best Supporting Actress Grant Oscar, pardon me, not a Grammy, Best Supporting Actress Oscar for being in a film for eight minutes, nigga. She was on the screen for all of eight minutes total and got a fucking Oscar. Don't question the God, dog. Just don't do it. Now, I haven't watched the show. I've heard from a few people who watched it like, yeah, I know them pictures look bad. But she's doing a great job like, performing. Fam, you, I've only seen stills. Yeah, and that's all I'm I've like, seen. If you show me a steal with her lips in a weird position. Everything could look goofy. My nigga, if you stop me right now, I'm probably going to look crazy. Nigga, every picture I've ever taken when I was in the middle of doing something, I probably look goofy, dog. No, that's not that's not to say that she's doing a great job. Or, I don't know. I have no frame of reference. But I, I agree with her statement. I like how she said it. Everything ain't going to be an awards-worthy performance, but I also hate the tone of her statement because I feel like y'all really hurt her fucking feelings, dog. Because that's her. That's not the first statement I heard. The other one was like, it was more hurtful. <laughs> like, but like, you don't serve a purpose. Yeah, yeah. I not, I don't. Well, not the not the way that it's being done. And, yeah. Because like, insert person on the internet like. My nigga, you just trying to be mean. You act like you act like I don't see the the, the response or the yeah. reviews. Oh, you gonna lean in like yeah, yo, you trash. Yeah, I'm gonna let you know I, you. I, trash. I hope somebody told you. That I don't like your face. I'm gonna let you further know that you suck. Like, come on, dog. You talking to a fucking multi Emmy, multi Oscar goat, nigga? Like, if there ever By were the way, a goat, back to the first one. As far as who needs some credit, Viola Viola Davis. Davis. How about that? How about that? And not only that. Fuck y'all niggas, dog. Like, I, I feel like... She did fences, nigga. Shut up. My nigga. You know how much she did, dog? Like, in real life, bro. Like, all jokes aside. And I'm also like, fam, from an actor's standpoint, y'all know how difficult it is to play a motherfucker who not only, like, still alive, but who, like, right there, like, accessible. Like, Michelle Obama, she just did her tour last year, nigga. Like, or the book, however long ago. That was a year or two ago. So I'm like, bro... It's difficult to portray a motherfucker who's still live and dead in front of the media right now. And I'm doing my best, dog. What the fuck y'all want from me, bro? Yo, you know what's wild? I just found this out last night. What's that? Demetrius Ship Jr. Uh-huh. Tupac. Tupac, yep. Did you know Demetrius Ship Sr. was a producer on Death Row? I had no clue. I didn't even know his dad like was a, a person like yeah. in the entertainment This is shit for Pac. Wow. How'd you have a kid that looks exactly like the artist wow. uh, that, that you was working with? Wow. That's fucking crazy. That is amazing. And dog. he don't look nothing like Pop, his father. Wow. And I give it to him. That nigga look 
Just it, that was a good guy. The only other person I've seen look that much like Pac was dude that John Singleton picked out. Yeah, he he only looked like young Pac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we never saw him, but we saw him with the juice fade and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man, that's dope. I had no clue that Demetrius Ships Junior's pedigree went back like that. That's a crazy connection, dog. Speaking of uh, going back, man, we we got a voice note from the guy Rob Silva, third member of the pod. Y'all know what it is. He sent in two. I'm gonna play um, the the one first. He sent one for they call me Magic, which is currently streaming on Apple TV Plus. Ain't that what that's on? I think that's on Apple TV Plus. Um, so he sent in one for that, and then he sent in one for We Own This City. So I'm gonna play they call me Magic first. Rob, what up? What's up, fellas? No spoilers, just in case you brothers haven't watched it. I just want a quick comment without spoiling anything on the Magic Johnson, They Call Me Magic documentary. I just loved it. Um, Magic and Cookie were the stars of this uh, documentary. I'm talking about their relationship. The archival footage of Michigan in the 70s and 80s, of Inglewood in Los Angeles, top-notch. A great job done. I don't want to butcher the brother's name who directed it. Uh, Rick Famuyia. I'm thinking off the top of my head. But um, same brother that directed The Wood. So he's the perfect guy to direct this four-part documentary because he grew up in Inglewood. Because The Wood is short for Inglewood, the movie that, of course, starred uh, Omar Epps and Sean Nelson. Uh, Brothers, if you haven't watched it, watch it. That's all I got to say. I enjoyed it, but I'll leave it up to you guys. I know uh, Anthony is a massive Magic Johnson and Lakers fan. And one last thing I will say is that it's, in my opinion, the perfect complement to the winning time HBO series. Talk to you brothers later. So, Rob, I appreciate that very last sentence that you put in there because the reason I hadn't watched it yet is I didn't want to watch it Same. alongside uh, the Winning Time series, but now that I'm I'm hearing from a very fucking good source that it's a perfect complement to it, I will definitely make sure that I pull that up this week, and uh, I'm gonna let you know my thoughts next time we get in the studio because I'm really excited to watch it, man. Magic Johnson, my personal opinion, greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, Kobe's my favorite player, but I think what Magic did for uh, NCAA and NBA basketball cannot go unnoticed man uh jordan you three though that's what i got man but um no man I'm, I'm definitely planning on checking that out um shout out to a few people who hit me up and said that they started watching severance and uh a couple of them told me that they can't cut it off because they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on uh when it all comes together the shit is 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 different level of who the fuck would think of this type of show, man? So I really appreciate when y'all take our recommendations for shit and then get back to us and let us know that you actually cut some shit on, man. Um, Jay, we got hit up a few different times. People telling us we got to watch the Ptolemy Gray show with Samuel L. Jackson on yeah. Apple TV. Um, I, I'm not not watching it because I don't want to. Um, I just hadn't got around to it. It's no real reason to it, but I've heard from more than enough people that the shit is perfect. It's amazing. Episode one until Samuel L is really getting this shit off, man. Uh, and he's another nigga who fuck it. We can give him his goddamn props. Cause Samuel L 
still this late in his career after all the, you know, snakes on the plane and all the like the shit that people kind of use and, and almost like niggas talk about his career in jest at this point, but to come back and then have, you know, a, a pretty, from what I'm hearing, strong performance uh, in this Ptolemy Gray show. I'm going to definitely check it out. Uh, one of my, I'm going to let y'all know, man. Here's a scene from one of my favorite Samuel L. Jackson movies. And who's the bad guys? Guys who sell drugs. Guys who have guns. And who's the good guys? We're the good guys. Who's going to help you? Nobody. So who's going to help? We're going to help ourselves. And who do we not want to help us? White, White people. people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, this has been in my this this <laughs> clip has been in my phone uh, since October six two thousand and fifteen. Man, <laughs> man, um, Samuel is like he one of them niggas who's so talented, dog, that he can literally do anything. I think that's another reason why I get irritated, like when niggas was talking the shit about Viola, because I'm like, dog, we give niggas like Samuel L can do whatever the fuck they want, and we either gonna find humor in it and still be supportive. Or we gonna give it the proper credit and be like, yo, that was the greatest performance. That nigga's a goat in that. Why we can't do that to Viola? Like, yo, if she... First of all, most of the niggas talking shit and reposting it, I know they ain't watched it. That's just a fact. I know niggas ain't really watched it. But give give our our, our black women actresses the same fucking... Uh, well, all the comments ain't coming from men. That's also a fact. They coming from black... We know. Women. You know, women don't be liking women, but we ain't got to get into it right now because that's another pod. Um, all right, man. Rob sent in another voice note that's going to lead us into this We Own This City convo. Uh, before we play that, man, how'd you like the first episode, bro? What'd you think? Um, I enjoyed the first episode. Um, I thought it was well written. I thought it was well acted. And I felt like these was real people. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was watching uh, like a, a TV show. Uh, <laughs> but like I thought like what made it interesting for me is just like the side convos they were having like in the truck or mm. it just seemed real. Yeah. Um, the banter that people would have coming in, it just seemed real. Um, yeah. I did not know this was real. Yeah, I I I picked that up watching the credits at the very end where oh, it said, wow. like, these were inspired. Not, I forget how they worded it. It didn't yeah. say based on a true story or inspired by relevance. It said something like, "Hey, no, this shit real." Yeah, and once I saw that, I started googling, and I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute, this is a thing." Yep. And then I started, I was on watching on HBO Max. So then I watched all the extras um, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I enjoy it. I'm already upset that it's only six episodes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I already know I'm going to like it. I already do like it because it just seemed like intelligent. I. So it's a David Simon show. David Simon, uh, George Pelekanos, the creators of The Wire. Fact based. We know what we getting. With a David Simon police show in Baltimore. But then when I learned, I think I probably learned a few days ago that this was based on a true story. Um, And that element kind of lends itself because to your point, um, and it's funny, some of the uh, just, you know, comments I was seeing online about the show. Niggas was saying, like. It felt real. 
It felt real. This didn't feel like a show. This felt like some real. And then some of the negative comments, people were saying, oh, it felt like not scripted, but like almost like, I don't know, like niggas was saying like they didn't like how the cops acted. They didn't like how it was moving between and like it went from early 2000s to 2017 and 2015. And I was like, nigga, that's what I loved. Like once I, cause when I first watched it, I've been, my migraine has been back a lot. So my focus the first time around watching this shit, I missed a couple scenes dog. And when I rewatched that shit today, I was like, Oh, I see what they doing now. Nigga. Like I like the pacing of it, dog. Like that, that opening scene, that monologue with, uh, John, whatever so, the Punisher. So listen, um, remember we was watching. What's the movie with Ghost and um and he uh ran up in the uh, and Nate Parker. Oh, uh, American, uh, fuck. Um, but remember, there's a there American was, Skin. Yeah, American yeah. Skin. There's a guy in there who's he who never plays a good guy. Dude America. from um, the white dude, no Mexican guy. Oh yeah, the, uh, and he was in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you hate his character every in time every he, fucking movie ever. My nigga, I ain't never like dude character dog. Yeah, I'm talking about from Walking Dead. Yeah, I never watched The Punisher, and I watched all the Marvel shit. Like I hate him. Yeah, I hate the way he walk. <laughs> Did you see when he was walking? Like I hate, uh, man. Hate your lips because they black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> boy, oh boy. But I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, they about to make this nigga a good guy. But you know what's funny? Ain't he the perfect crooked cop? He the perfect cop, period. Period, period. Like, he give you that I grew up to become a police officer vibe, nigga. And in this, just like Walking Dead. Facts. Facts. He was a whole ass nigga in Walking Dead, bro. And turned. I mean, he was a quote unquote I mean, cop, yeah, good cop, and, and then, then turned into a whole ass nigga, dog. And then, yeah. Um, but to your point, he one of them actors who great actor to make me hate every character that you great actor. But he's also for me, he's always been one of them niggas. Like, cause I seen the Punisher, it wasn't great. Um. Or his iteration of the Punisher, rather. It wasn't great. Um, and then I seen him in a bunch of other shit. Because Dog been in some... He not a new actor. Walking Dead, obviously. Um, but just, he was one of them niggas like, I, right, I'm always waiting to see, like, is he going to kill it? Or is it going to, like... Am I going to feel the performance from this nigga, Dog? He always looks like everyday average guy. Yeah, yeah. He don't, he don't seem like he acting. Which is why I think I enjoyed... Him and this, because at first, it's funny, I thought that opening monologue with that nigga talking was, uh, and let me get his name, um, John Bernthal is his name. The opening monologue for the show, I thought he killed. And then that scene with the uh, dude coming out the liquor store drinking, when he bust that bottle, I was like, oh yeah, he he deep in his asshole vibes right now, nigga, like, I you're did, a dickhead I, cop, I bro. didn't get dickhead, but I, I still didn't get bad guy yet. Mm. Because you can't walk around drinking out the bottle, right? Facts, facts. And I could give you the ticket, or I could take you to jail, or I could just bust your bottle and keep it moving. Mm. But the way he did it, it really was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was, to your point, I was saying the same thing. 
Dog can't come out the store drinking right in front of the cop. Baltimore ain't uh, South Beach, nigga. You can't walk up the street drinking in front of the cop. Even if it's in a paper bag. Even if it's in a paper bag. But when he bust that fucking bottle, I was like, yo, this nigga's a dick, dog. And then it was funny. While I'm watching the show, I was starting to read up on uh, the task force, the gun trace task force, simultaneously. So I'm learning what them niggas was doing while I'm watching the show and kind of how they introduced it. Nigga, the twist at the end? uh, Yo, dog, we're going to get into this shit. Before we talk about it a little bit more, let me play uh, Rob's We Own This City voice note, see what my dog thought. Oh, What's shit. Up, my wait, 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 wait. All right. There we go. What's up, my brothers? John Bernthal bodies every role he does. From Shane on The Walking Dead to The Punisher to Venus and Serena's coach in King Richard. And now I can just tell from this first episode of We Own The City that he's going to murder this role as a corrupt cop. Love seeing all the former Y alumni. I've told you brothers in the past that for a show to be successful and critically acclaimed, you have to have at least three Y alums in the cast. I don't know. What we counted in this episode, 12 to 15? I'm here for it. Man, it's only six episodes. This is a great start to what looks like another legendary HBO series. Can't wait to hear what you fellas think. Peace and blessings. Talk to y'all big time later. Yo, he did a great job in the Venus and Serena movie. I didn't hate him as much. Forgot actually. all about that. I honestly forget, but that's how great of a job he did. He didn't even look like him, nigga, <laughs> with the wig and shit. It's the eyes for him though. Mm. He got this. He he all and all he always got this thing where they when he's looking into the camera and them eyes be um Get out and yeah, <laughs> what kind of thing, my man? <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> Maybe get out and um, yeah, he bodied this episode and again, dog. I think for a limited series, six episodes, hate it, man. He gonna go right the fuck off. So I wanted to ask you that before we even got into the show, bro. And I already clearly, I know how you feeling. Six episodes, we getting in and out of this story. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to if you want to keep it factual. And not like start making shit up and dramatizing the shit. Yeah, Cause yeah. six hours, you can tell it's it. more than enough to tell that story. Yeah, but like if you want like seasons of it, now we got to make a bunch of shit up. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I mean, that's not they don't. I don't think that's what they do. I thought that um when I first because I didn't know it was going to be a limited series until I read the description for episode one and it literally it said in the first part of this six part limited series that's when I, was, I found out. I was like, oh shit. Nigga. So I will say this. This is fact based. Mm-hmm. The only person that is not fact based and is made up is the woman, sister from uh, Lovecraft. Oh, wait. No, nah, because I, I want to I wanna do a better job at saying people's name. I wrote her name down. One Me Masaku. And she plays Nicole Steele, um, a Department of Justice lawyer working in the Civil Rights Division in Baltimore. Yeah, so they said um, her character isn't real. Yeah, but her character is a combination of multiple people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
And they were kind of explaining like she's kind of like watching it unfold. She's kind of like the news. Like yeah. if you read the newspaper, like yeah. and even when uh, she's the, our guide through this. The scene. It's funny that you called her that because that she literally laid out some of the information that helped me understand the connection to the corrupt uh, GTTF that uh, Gun Trace Task Force. Them GTG niggas. Them, GT, them GTTF niggas was really out here. But some of the shit she was saying, like uh, she had the one scene where she said in a city where it's 620,000 people, Baltimore police reported over 300,000 pedestrian stops, but less than 4% resulted in a citation or arrest. When I'm reading about the GTTF, I'm finding out, yeah, they were stopping mad niggas to see if they had something on them to steal, nigga. It's guns, money, dope. We getting shit up off you. No, we ain't going to arrest you or give you a ticket, nigga. We trying to rob you, nigga. That's a fact. And that's what they was on, dog. And that was deep into uh, their corruption, man. So when she laid out little info like that, she kept referencing Freddie Gray. That was helping me out with the timeline and understanding where we were at and maybe what the tone was around police in Baltimore at that time. The first scene she pulled up in when the cops was harassing dog and then everybody pulled their phones out and then they just left. Like, fuck it, nigga. Y'all police them then. I felt, to a stint, I felt the cops at that point. Yo, it got to be tough being the cop. Oh, my God. If every the- time you do anything, uh, it's 20 cell phones in your face calling you a piece of shit. Why you doing it? Because he just shot up a fucking club. Bro. So one of my degrees is in uh, criminal justice, criminology. Slight flex. Facts. One of. Facts. Facts. One yeah. of many. My name. Yeah, no, we we got out here. Um, Yeah, man. My first semester of college, nigga, I had a 1.4, nigga. I went to no classes, bro, and then got out that bitch with two degrees, man. Holla at me, dog. And Wood, nigga, the greatest nigga alive. Anyway, um, it was funny when you posted that shit about giving niggas props. I almost wrote me, nigga. Like, get yourself some props, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas got to get themselves some props, dog. Get the fuck up out of here. But, um, when when I when I was studying criminology, obviously we're studying police. We learning about police tactics and and what they go through on the job and all that. And like when I, the thing that I kept seeing that I was like, why would niggas want to become a cop? The fucking suicide rate for police officers. Is the highest of any profession in the world. And it, it like has been since the dawn of time. Nigga, why would you? And then this is shit I was reading pre-cell phone cameras and videos and all that. Now. <laughs> I wondered if they be killing themselves because of the, the shit that they do and got to cover up and they can't live with. Or because of all the evilness they, they recognize that's in the world that the regular person don't see. Bro, I. Or a I combination think, of both. I, I think it's a combination of both, dog. Like. When you going into a, a work day, nigga, me and you both went to work today, dog. I ain't seen no dead bodies. I ain't seen no abused women or children. I ain't seen no whatever, nigga. <laughs> like, I, shit, nigga, I wasn't, uh, my, my life wasn't in danger today, nigga. Like, not at work, at least. You know what I'm saying? Like, my shit was pretty normal, pretty average. When you having to get up every day not knowing if you're going to come back to the crib, and if you do come back to the crib, not knowing if you coming back with some ghosts and some shit haunting you, nigga, that's got to be a fucking uh, a terrible thing, dog. And it was funny when I was reading about the uh, the task force 
And I was reading some shit that had like, you know, some of their testimonies and interviews and interrogation tapes. And niggas were saying like, yo, I make a pretty decent salary for a person in Baltimore. But when I'm going up in a dope house and I'm seeing money that I never see in my lifetime. And don't nobody can't nobody account for it except me. I'll be honest. Um, I don't care that much that when the police bust a drug dealer with millions of dollars that they put a little in their pocket. I'll be perfectly honest. Now, do I think you should get all of the money? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think that's right. Do I think you should be... Now, should you be robbing drug dealers? And that and, that's and, what... And, and, and going, no, man, it's, it's 100 yeah. grand in there. I mean, I don't mind if you grab 10 for your kids. Like, that can't be like an everyday thing. Once yeah. a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Christmas bonus. You know, hey, you come nigga. across a nigga in December, but like... Hey. Because this money ain't going to do nothing but buy more drugs. You grab a stack tax-free. Because what, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to take all that money, put that bitch in the evidence room, and then we're going to take this money and give it to a CI or somebody else. And that's what it's going And they're going to take money, mm-hmm. this money, and buy more drugs with it. Because that's how we get the information that we, that's how we learning where the drug money is. From the CIs that we paying with the old drug money, nigga. No, we're going to give them some undercovers. And the undercovers going to use this money to buy drugs to set the extra person up. Hey, it's all rotating, dog. Um, I always looked at it like, yo... Again, if you find that shit during a bus, like some legit shit, am I mad? Not really. Am I the law? Nope. So my opinion don't mean nothing there. But if you go out seeking out the motherfuckers so you can rob them, yeah, we might have a little bit of issue. Like, you can't take it all. Yeah, nigga, you gotta go back. You can't pull me over and then look through my car and not find nothing and then be like, all right, go ahead. Like, wait, what, nigga? Like, what you wanted, dog? Y'all niggas was looking for the shit home. Don't rob me, bro. Don't set me up to be robbed. But all that other shit, eh, I'm not mad at because cops do deserve a lot more than they fucking get. It was some Detroit cops on that shit. When they got indicted, one of them shot himself in the head mm. in front of his parents' house. He, uh, I went to school with him. Mm. He, well, he went to, we went both, he went to Cass. Yeah. He was in my cousin's grade. And he also arrested my brother. Wow. By the way. Wow. And the questions he was asking. For what your brother went up for or just like some other shit? Yeah. Okay. But the questions he was asking him made a lot more sense. Mm. He was like, what? (laughs) Uh, And I, yeah. Yeah. It's just, if ever there were a thankless job, I would think, like, cops, and I, I get they're two completely different fucking fields, but I feel like cops and teachers Y'all niggas salute for even wanting to be in that profession because you know you're not going to be paid what you probably deserve. Bullshit. Them cops get money, dog. Yeah. Well, a lot of motherfuckers getting money off overtime. I'm talking 100%. about just stay regular. Yeah, I know Detroit cops making a buck 50 out here, nigga. Yeah, you stay police making $220,000. Yeah, like, niggas getting to it. But the reason that you got pulled over and got this ticket, when you, like, then this nigga take a long time to write this ticket because he's, he's clocking overtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take me forty five minutes to write. Yeah, this no, I need to, nigga. I'm gonna talk with you once I get past another. Once I get past my such and such, and f- forget time and a half, nigga. It's going to double, nigga. Shit, I'm gonna follow you for three miles, nigga. Take five minutes off this real quick, niggas. I know the salary start off. I don't know thirty thousand or some shit like that. But my nigga, no, they, niggas yeah, is definitely cleaning up. Um, and it's it's funny like when I 
when you when you come out of school, if you got a degree in criminal justice, why double major with a poli sci pre law? Because I plan to go to law school. But if you come out of school with only a criminal justice, you like degree, to argue. Oh man <laughs> Somebody should Rest in peace Dolph Why you ain't send me To law school bro um, But uh, no When you come out With just that Criminal justice Criminology degree The only thing They pump in Is yo Go be a cop Go be a cop Go be a cop They don't let you know No other fucking opportunity It's like nigga You can get in cybersecurity. You can get in So much other shit But all them niggas Pump is go be a cop Go be a cop So I remember Researching like Michigan police departments And what they pay Livonia And I think it was like Livonia, East Point, and one other city was like the only three cities that started out with a like decent salary. The racist cities, yeah, that you shouldn't drive through. Exactly. There's one judge in East Point. He he literally one racist as fuck. One judge in yeah. East Point, and he's been the only judge yeah, forever. For years. Yeah. But these are the only cities that start he, out with a decent base. He sent one of my employees to jail for 60 days because she, well, she had a suspended license and everything, right? Okay. Paid all her tickets and whatnot. She took her son to court with her. He was pissed that he, she like, why would you bring your, why would you bring your, your child to the courtroom? He figured that you, he was trying to sway the impaired, sent yeah. her to jail for 60 days Get after everything was paid and everything. I'm like, my nigga, this traffic. It's not like no murder trial. A kid can be in here. Yeah. Cause I work. I go to work. I don't got nobody else to. Yeah. I sixty days. I had to bring my kid because I'm coming here. Nigga, <laughs> like ain't no babysitters. Yeah. Like sorry, bro. That's fucking wild, dog. But all that to say, I understand at least a cop in somebody special, like especially these task force niggas that's really in the motherfucking. Floorboards when they come up in the crib Busting your shit I get why the thought crosses their mind <laughs> I get it But these niggas was corrupt <laughs> These niggas went too far bro They was out here wilding nigga Like beyond just Yo we getting money Like dog the setup on the show With Rola and them Man so I was so confused Bruh. Because I thought I'm like damn I thought Rola was supposed to be a cop in this Nigga, when they showed him and uh, the dude, Mamadou, when they showed them talking to the police sergeant later in the day. I didn't even realize that was the same. I didn't realize that was him because he had a hat on. Yeah. Going uh, on, and he had, I didn't realize. And when he was, was in him. the interrogation room and the way they set it up, like how they was asking him about the different cops. It was like they was talking to like a CI or somebody, nigga. Like you really couldn't pick up on the tone. And when they showed them niggas later with the police vest on, I was like. Wait, what, nigga? These niggas is caught. And then I was like, oh, shit. They put the fucking tracker on it. Bro. That's when I realized. Bro. When that nigga. Yo, shout out to Poop, first of all. Um, One, shout out to him for uh, killing Michael B. Jordan. Just off top, nigga. <laughs> Two, yo, somebody tried to argue with me over the weekend and said Michael B. Jordan can act. <laughs> I was like, dog. Let me just let me save you some time, nigga. Go watch the the Amazon Prime movie, dog. That's it. Waste three hours of your life. Anyway, Poot got under there and grabbed that motherfucking tracker, and then looked at that motherfucking. I'm like, wait a minute, this ain't our shit. And seen the second one, and I was like, yo, because I'm like, what the hell? So if you haven't seen the show, they put a tracker on on um, Black's car. Yeah. And it was it was ready to go do the raid, and as soon as he pulled off, 
another car pulled up. I'm like, man, that's one hell of a coincidence. Yeah. But they was probably sitting on the house. They can rob the shit. The whole time, the niggas police. Bro. And they, like, they didn't just pull up on some, like, they pulled up like crooks. Like, none of that was, like, some official-looking police shit. Them niggas pulled up black hoodies, black skull caps, black. They was ready to go, dog. Went in there. I thought they was going to kill old girl. His girlfriend was in the crib. They went in there, and they robbed her. Took do- all dog shit. Dog was the local D-boy. Took all his shit. It's fucked up because I, um, this is one of the problems I have when we be doing research for shows and shit. Sometimes you come across some shit that kind of spoils some information. So I read about some of the shit that's going to happen with black. Um, cause I read about the real person that that little part is based off of and, uh, confirmed it's going to be on the show. But that said, they went up in the Doughboy black crib. They robbed him. They took his girl shit, took all his money, got the fuck up out of here. They made good. Them niggas in the strip club the next night going crazy, bottle popping dancers over there, kissing them in the mouth and shit. They getting money. To find out that them niggas was cops later, dog, blew my fucking mind, bro. Like, I I never would. Nigga, you in the strip club. Like, y'all niggas was spending the bread. You a whole cop. That shit was nuts, dog. Um, But it's also funny. I got a quote from The Wire. Shout out to, uh, to Lester Freeman. He said, you follow drugs, you get drug addicts and drug dealers. But you start to follow the money, you don't know where it'll take you. That's what this show felt like, dog. Like the the Poot and his partner, who work in a whole nother fucking division of the police, them niggas is drug task force. They out there on some narcotic shit. Their whole shit started out looking for drugs. They don't know the fucking I mean, obviously we know as viewers, but they don't know the path they're going down right now, dog. Them niggas started out looking for drugs. Once they start following this fucking tracker, because they were the ones that found the tracker and figured out, yo, it was two trackers. One of them was a fucking another division. Why would you use one that's associated with a nigga, a nigga. police officer? Why that can be you, traced. Why wouldn't you just buy some illegal shit on the black market? Come or- on. Spot on Southfield Road that's been there forever. <laughs> like, nigga, buy some shit from the store. Like something, dog. Like you can rent rent to the uh, Auto Zone, nigga. Put an iPhone in that motherfucker. Come on, yo. Prime got trackers, nigga. I I promise, dog. But y'all niggas, let's just think about the gun trace task force for mm-hmm. a second because that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to get guns off the street, right? Dangerous fucking job when mm-hmm. you're going to search for niggas with guns, with like lots of them. Like, your goal is to go where the guns are. And they, they literally said they started the task force because the mayor wanted to get the focus off drugs. Because Baltimore was the most violent fucking city in the country at that time, nigga. Too many fucking gun murders. So, we need a gun task force. Fuck drugs. Fuck all that. Illegal guns. Keyword or illegal or keyword on like... There shouldn't be guns where I know there's felons at. Mm-hmm. Because some of the shit that they found in them houses, I'm like, like my closet. <laughs> I'm legal. Yo, when they went upstairs to dog room, no. <laughs> Yo, nigga, spread, spread the well. <laughs> like, nigga, you got everything in the one room, nigga? God damn, dog. 
Because when they opened the closet and seen all the fucking, I'm like, all right, they got a weaponry. Then nigga went under the bed. I'm like, oh, nigga, you getting busy, dog. <laughs> like, y'all had too much going on. But I think the idea for the task force was dope. But this is a, it was an eight-person task force in real life and on the show. It's only eight of them. And it's all led by Wayne Jenkins, who is the character that John Bernthal plays. You can't have one person lead this very small, very specific task force. Like, dog, it got to be some fucking overseers or something, nigga. Like, somebody, it got to be a co-captain, something, nigga. You got this one, because if he goes shady... That's what them other seven niggas gonna do. Nigga, we all going shady, dog. Like, if he, it's like, uh, like Denzel in Training Day, nigga. When Dr. Dre and all them niggas came on, it was like, oh shit, it's one nigga running this very small unit. They gonna go with him. They following his shit. Now that I see this mugshot, I do remember these niggas now. Mm. I remember this mugshot. That picture? Years ago. Yeah. yeah. Dog. But I, I just, I thought that, um, the way that they built the show, the way they kind of set it up, dog, they got the, first of all, David Simon is the perfect person to do a show that's centered around depicting systemic corruption and institutional failure and that sort of shit. This got to be Roller. Oh, nigga, easy. Nigga, you can you can tell by the, pause, you can tell by the mouth, nigga, like the that part of that nigga face, the chin, mouth area, that's Roller character. It got to be, 100%. But um no, David Simon's the person to to carry this vehicle, bro. Like I feel like if anybody could fucking take a show like this and turn it into something, it's him, dog. Like what he's doing with this shit and his exp- and he basing it off a book. So it's a book called We Own This City that was also written by a former journalist who wrote about the fucking uh GTTF. Like he had to he basically investigated them niggas and followed the whole story of the corruption, of the cases, of the trials, all that shit. He wrote about it, and David Simon just picked up on it because David Simon is that nigga in Baltimore and a former journalist and former police officer. So um, something else that I thought was really fucking dope about the show, bro, I think Baltimore's a great setting for this type of shit. Like, Even though we know it's based off a true story and all that, even if it weren't, Baltimore is one of them cities that I just think like grabs that grittiness then it started making me think we need to see more shit like this in Detroit. Cause Detroit's also a perfect backdrop for a gritty fucking show. I know we had the, the movie shit and that kind of got fucked up the Batman's and all that. I remember all that shit filming around here, but in general, like nigga TV show, like these type show, that shit should be in Detroit, bro. Like we need to see that. I know we got a lot of, our own doing, you know, local shit and, and Detroit kind of got a, a real good stranglehold on this independent film market. They own Tubi. Yeah. Literally, nigga. Shit. Damn their own prime. It's so much Detroit content on Tubi and Prime, it's a shame. Yeah. But I want to see this shit on big networks because we got a lot of shit and we have the perfect backdrop for this shit, bro. Like, granted, True story based in Baltimore. You're going to film it in Baltimore. But I'm sure... Nigga, you just spoke about a fucking uh, Detroit cop in a similar situation. And niggas... That's a story that got to get told, dog. And we need motherfuckers picking up on that shit. Because Detroit got the perfect backdrop, the perfect fucking tone for that type of show, bro. Yeah, BMF right now. Facts. Facts. I just want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. Uh, shout out to BMF, too. Um, With this being a true story, it's kind of... 
I wonder how much of this shit is going to be based on fact. Like, I know this first episode, from what I read, was very true to fucking form. Um, like you said, outside of the one character, uh, the the DOJ attorney. But moving forward, like, I'm, I'm wondering how much of this shit is really going to be real, dog. Because this first episode felt real as fuck. Five more to go. I'm wondering how close we stick into the story and when they going to get to the shits. Because at the end of this episode, we saw the setup for the wet up. Nigga, this nigga, uh, Wayne Jenkins, John Bernthal character, he getting it in. He talking to the other cops, talking about the task force and all the good that they doing. Why the arrest ain't bullshit. And then they like, yeah, uh, you got a meeting with the with the uh, internal affairs people tomorrow morning. Pull up. Nigga pulled up and the fucking FBI yoked his ass up, nigga. His face was perfect, dog. Man. His face was perfect, nigga. I was still, I wasn't, bro. I wasn't convinced he was guilty. Bro, that nigga said, y'all know who I am? Y'all know who I am? Bro, he killed that. You know who he kind of reminded me of in that one scene? Robert De Niro, dog. He still looked like, I don't understand why I'm here. Yeah. I, I, I can tell this is serious, but like. Bro, even when that feds yoked him up when he got off the elevator. That nigga was really, but it was so wild to see him. So, yo, you heard my fucking arm. You doing it? Like, whoa, nigga, ain't that a bitch? The cops is getting arrested. Now you know what the people going through, dog. Like, talk about it, bro. That shit was very fucking dope, man. Like, I, I really enjoyed this first episode. I'm excited for the five to come. I can, I guess I can appreciate them keeping it to five because you don't have to get so fucking scripted. You can kind of stick to the normal and stick to what really happened and just give us a good story, man. And uh, I appreciate David Simon getting back on fucking HBO, bro. So this is what it said at the end. This film is a fact-based dramatization. Okay. Some of the events and characters have been fictionalized and composited for dramatic purposes. A fact-based dramatization. Like, it's not based on a true story yeah. or based on true events. Nigga, this is a fact-based Dramatization. Yeah. Okay. This is what happened. We gonna dress it up, but this is what this is what happened. Now, old yeah. girl supposed to be the only quote unquote fake character. Yeah. And she's really multiple characters, but we need you. Basically, instead of having a voice narrate this shit, I'm gonna yep. make up a person to 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 walk us through what you're seeing. Yeah. And that's the best way to do it. I think. Because we don't want it to be a documentary. Yeah, we don't want it to be a doc. We don't want it to feel like a doc. I think the way that they're shooting it, where they jumping back and forth between fucking times, is brilliant, right? Because every episode, we're going to see a beginning, middle, and end of what the fuck was happening. Like, this episode, we got kind of introduced. Like, I, I think it was that one scene where they go upstairs in the house and he find all the guns and all that shit. Then he stop and stare at the closet. And Dog is like... Yo, what you find? What you find? And he just I'm staring, and we never saw. saw it. I'm guessing it's money, and maybe this is like the first time that them niggas really get to getting in their bag. But us not seeing that, I love the way that they kind of left it out there to be fucking assumed because we don't know what the fuck that nigga seen, but whatever he seen left him stuck, nigga. And I feel like that nigga probably seen his first million on the job and was like, yo, I got it. Hey, fellas. Pull up. Everybody, fellas, fellas, fellas. Yeah. Everybody come upstairs real quick. We got to talk. Nigga. Look at this fucking wall full of bread, nigga. Like, yo, everybody grab a stack. 
and let's go out to eat, nigga. We eating steak, shrimp, nigga, lobster, order the extra tail. That's what I feel like he's seen, dog. But then it's like we getting that part of the story. Then we getting these corrupt motherfuckers with Rolla and all them, which obviously we know they are part of the fucking task force too. But we ain't even see them with him yet. Like with we saw four of the eight that's on this task force. So we ain't even seen that. Shout out to um uh hold on. I gotta I'm I'm getting everybody name today, man. Shout out to Rob Brown, who was one of the cops. He from Finding Forrester, Coach Carter. We seen this nigga. You know this nigga, man. We seen this nigga a million times. He was one of the four when they first went into the house. He was low as hell. He probably the dude that got seven years. He might be. He might be. I can see that. Um, But shout out to him for just popping. I like when I see actors like that. Like, yo, I ain't seen this nigga probably since Coach Carter. Man, shout out to Poot, man. Yo, Poot. First of all, seeing Poot as a cop is just fun. Think about when The Wire was. Damn it, 20 years ago, my nigga. Yeah. So this poop 20 years later. And you back on a fucking HBO. I'm glad. Baltimore. I love Boy, it. Boy, David Simon and them motherfuckers is loyal, dog. Facts. Them niggas Facts. is loyal. Facts. If, if you David Simon and white Tyler Perry, nigga. I'm going to keep you working. And I can possibly use you. I'm going to keep you working, bro. I'm going to give you what up. Nigga, Jamie Hector, we ain't even seen what he going to be. And we can imagine just from the introduction we got, yo, me and Wayne Jenkins started out on the same fucking. No, Jamie Hector is probably going to be the one that got seven years. Because he's not in the task force no more. Yeah. But he in the task force. Yeah. Yeah. He could end up because he on homicide. He a whole different division. But let's see how him and fucking Wayne Jenkins connect, nigga, because you know they're going to connect. Their relationship, when they walked in there, he was like. Uneasy about him being there Yeah Cause yeah. like nigga you, you know you got a reputation I'm not on that shit no more I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a detective now Yeah And via the previews I can tell that he used to be getting down Yeah And now we gonna see Like yo Do you get back down So another thing I wanna point out It's not conspiracy talk And it's not Somebody exaggerating When they say they don't trust the police or that the police are bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Because this this type of shit, it exists. Facts. We spoke about it, maybe we possibly spoke about it, but it was a young woman a young woman on a breakfast club about a month or so ago, and she was detailing and chronicling all the different police gangs in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And like when I say police gangs, these are all police officers and they ha- they are inside of many gangs. And they got initiations to be inside of the gang. Like some of them have to kill civilians to be inside of the gang. And they got tattoos and you get stuff added to different tattoos. And they're, they're, it was, he said it was like 50 to 60 or something different police gangs. Some all Latino gangs, some all white gangs, some of them all black gangs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is a thing that yeah. like these are. We be putting so much power and prestige in a position, and you don't understand that position is taken by a person. So what's funny is on uh, Law and Order Organized Crime, where they brought Stabler back, this current season is literally him joining the police gang and investigating the gang. Like, 
he had to get in the gang so he can actually learn what the fuck they doing. And like he had to get a tattoo and all that shit when he got initiated. But it's like, nigga, he in the gang. They robbing people. They doing all this shit. They don't know he undercover. But I'm like, this is more evidence that this shit is really happening, dog, within the thing. departments, bro. And this the person that had to get up on stand. Mm-hmm. This could be one of these people as the ones who killed insert black young tragedy victim. Mm-hmm. And we supposed to look at them like, well, you know, it's a hard job to do. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But also understand this. When I'm a police officer and I understand that there is police gangs, I got to keep my fucking mouth shut. Not because I'm protecting the blue wall because I don't get myself killed. Yeah. Because these is killers and assassins. Literally. And like because quite literally, and because it's a, a bunch of them, I can cover some shit up, and you gonna be out. Yeah, this is that's tough, man. Bro, these is not only killers and assassins, though. They got protection. That badge is a motherfucking shield across these niggas, dog. Like, like quite literally. I know they call it the shield, but it's the actual fucking force field to keep you away from a lot, like. For shit like the Gun Trace Task Force to end, like for them niggas to get caught, you know how much shit got to happen and how long they got to be doing dirt for this to finally come to an end, nigga? These niggas don't get caught when they just do one or two fucking things, bro. Like, we got to go deep into... Yo, we got to rob... So, in real life, I don't know whether this will play out on the show or not, but one of the reasons that they started to get investigated by the feds is because a lot happened behind one of the drug dealers that they robbed. When they took all that nigga money, this was money that was due to the streets. When the streets didn't get their money, bodies start dropping behind it. And there was a lot of niggas wondering why this nigga didn't pay who he was supposed to pay. Questions start getting asked, nigga. And a lot of these fucking GTTF niggas had to turn around and start explaining shit. And when they started explaining and trying to cover up and mask, niggas got sloppy. That's one of the things that I'm hoping we see play out because it'll give a lot of fucking context. But they robbed the wrong nigga, basically, dog. And and it was a lot of niggas who didn't get paid behind that. And it turned out. But, like, you got to fuck up like that. Like, you robbed one of the main niggas getting money. And now... He can't pay back niggas he owe, so now the whole streets is trying to figure out how the fuck this nigga got robbed and who robbed him. And when they find out who hit him and they a cop, nigga, everybody behind it, bro. Feds is out here wondering why 30 niggas got shot up. They get to investigate and they find... It's a lot behind this shit, dog. And I, I think that this is going to be a real interesting story to see play out. Um, I love that it's real. I hope... That even with it being real, as much as I want them to stick to the reality, I also wouldn't mind like a little, you know what I'm saying? Throw a little sauce on this shit. But I haven't read the book, so I don't know how fucking, with it being based on the book, I don't know how dramatic they're going to get with it, dog. But all in all, I think this first episode was strong, dog. I really do, man. I, I yeah, think man. this shit is interesting, and they got my motherfucking uh, attention. I mean, since it's six episodes, man, drop a couple of shit. I, so that's kind of, once I read that, I'm like, nigga, Hit me off with a few of these. HBO is appointment TV, though. It is. It is. And they giving us HBO Sunday night. So we or Monday night. Monday Monday night. So we know what that is, bro. Um, I did see real quick just because we was talking about it. Your man Elon Musk threw another tweet out. (laughs) 
Next, I'm buying Coca-Cola to put the cocaine back in. <laughs> and now we on board. <laughs> now it's on. <laughs> well, Coca-Cola, well, cocaine was only outlawed because of black people. Yeah. yeah. And the original Coca-Cola was coca wine. Yeah. Um, And it was wine that was put in. It was cocaine that was put in wine, right? Yep. And then when Prohibition came out, my man still wanted to get the fucking coke off. So he added um, carbonated water and sugar in with the coke and sold it inside of um, uh, soda machines and dispensers and shit. Mm. Uh, well, soda machine, or you know, like when you go to the restaurant, you press the yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and back in those days, the fountain shit, yeah, fountain drinks, yep. and shit like that was white only because niggas couldn't go in restaurants, yeah. But when they got into the machines and the cans and shit like that, people started getting it. Then they start saying, "Yo, when black people get on cocaine, they get strong and they start w- looking for white women." Mm. And it was like, "No, we got outlaw this shit. We can't have no cock strong niggas." Pause. Uh, coming after our white women, real life, um, but. It's a bunch of different documentaries and different shits on that, but nigga, the it's funny in the movie, but it's so accurate. Remember in Boomerang when Martin was like talking about the fear of black balls, nigga, <laughs> like That's a fact, bro. But his whole explanation in the movie is funny because it's random, but in reality, the nigga was dropping bars. No, Elon Musk is really expressing his African American side. Nigga mm. bought black Twitter and now about to buy Coca Cola from Atlanta. Woo. Oh, this nigga about to be. <laughs> Don't let Elon Musk move to Atlanta. Nah, if he bought Cripacola, then oh my god, yo, imagine, uh, imagine, uh, killing Mike on coke. My god, the bars, nigga, the bars, dog. Hey man, y'all, let us know what y'all thought about we own this city. Let us know what y'all watching out there. Hit us up, man. We back in our in our. Every week culture bag. Let us know, uh, you know, you got some relationship problems, some job issues, anything Blackberry letterish. Hit us up. Y'all already know the vibe. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a voice note. This week in culture pod at gmail.com. Um, get at us on all the socials. This week in culture. Follow us on everything, man. Uh, until next week, dog. Oh, real quick. I wanted to talk about this earlier at the top of the pod. I forgot to throw it in there, but. Uh, <laughs> old girl announcing she not coming back to the shy. That was funny. Yeah. So uh, the character, what's her name on there? Imani. Imani. Um, Jasmine Davis, I think is her real name. Uh, announced that she won't be returning to the shy. She said it kind of regular in a tweet, but the article that we saw that somebody posted in the uh, Facebook group kind of said it like she won't be coming back because their production company is owned by Disney and she don't want to be affiliated with a Disney show. She didn't say that at all. <laughs> like she just put the shy slash Disney, which could be her way of saying that, but she ain't said direct enough though. <laughs> so, um, but she won't be back. It seemed like she, that Disney say, in the next five to six years, all their content is going to be LGBT. Like, they're going to have an LGBT character or a cartoon and everything like that. Also, the grandson or whoever is running this shit, he's a transgender man. 
Oh he shit! Came I out did not like know a, that. Let me let me bring up this article. Uh, yeah, uh, which now it makes sense why they 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 making that 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 big switch. Um. All right, here we go. Disney Air comes out publicly as trend as transgender condemns anti LGBTQ bills. Charlie Cora, a high school. Oh, that's not it. Oh yeah, Charlie. Charlie. Okay. Yeah, Charlie. Oh, of course, it's probably not his real name. Uh, Charlie Cora, a member of the Disney family came out publicly as a transgender and condemned LGBTQ bills in recent interview. Um, so, you know, I had no idea. Um, apparently the fucking, the reason that, uh, LGBTQ plus folks were mad at Disney is because when, uh, the governor Ron DeSantis dropped his new bill, that's about to be passed in like five minutes, um, that won't allow them to discuss or teach, gender what was it it wasn't gender roles it was like sexual whatever yeah basically nothing gender related as far as uh in the classroom they're not going below the fourth grade Mm. that's what they're not saying yeah yeah because guess what i don't give a fuck don't talk to don't (laughs) i'm okay with not talking about any kind of sexual anything uh lower than the fourth grade yeah yeah. you know like because just the title, that shit sound wild, right? Oh, we can't talk, da, 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 da. Uh, not to my fourth, not my third graders, not my, yeah. like, we don't want that. Leave, leave it up to the parents after fourth or fifth grade, whatever, and it's a part of the curriculum, it's a part of the curriculum. I feel like, like leave it up to the parents in general till they get to high school. But I feel that way too. That's but just me. That's just me. Um, I, I'm not about, a parent, so I get it. It's all about the headline. Cause like they don't, they don't never, they don't never leave that part out. They, I mean, they don't never say they always leave that part out. Yeah. Like until after the fourth grade. Yeah. Well, cause what you first grade, you six. Yeah. So like, can you leave my eight year old alone? With any. Yeah. I don't want my eight year old talking gender about gender identity, all of, this shit. Like, I don't want him talking sex period to my eight year old. Like, yo, y'all, it's kind of funny. Like I posted this on Facebook one time Like Niggas be saying like Yo I don't post my kids on socials Cause y'all weird woo, 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 And then let their kids have socials Like no Like I want my kid Until they're old enough to At least start to having conversations About some of the weird shit That be happening out in the world I want them away from all this shit I don't want them having any socials I barely want them having a phone Like I, I, My kid will be the only nigga walking around in 20 whatever With a fucking uh, flip phone Take this Apple Watch with uh, t- t- Come on and call me from that Call me from your, from your, yeah, from your and, list And your Apple Watch uh, I'm gonna delete the internet all. Ain't no Safari on there nigga Now what bro Um, But hey man That said We own this city HBO Monday nights. We gonna get in here and review it for the next five weeks. What is, um, what is Disney gonna do without Imani? Yo, what is Disney gonna? What is the shy gonna do without Imani? What is Trig gonna do? Oh my god! Well, the shy might have a problem because that was the whole. <laughs> That's the way Lena was leaning. That's the way she was leaning, dog. And now, you know, I I don't know. Yo, it's funny because she just and maybe she recently announced it because they announced the return date. For season five Cause I'm like This kinda close to the 
shit coming back for you to be saying you ain't on here. Well, nigga, you not you already not on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's already recorded. What do you mean? I'm not returning. Nigga, they editing your shit out or what? Or was you on that motherfucker? Like, tell me something, dog. Um, I I don't know, man. I, I think Again, I don't know how much of this she was even involved in before she decided she wasn't going to be on it or if this was already known, but we've seen already that Lena don't do well with change in character. Like, Jason Mitchell left and the entire show changed. (laughs) So I'm hoping that Imani leaving doesn't throw shit off and make it like, oh, shit, I got to just start putting random ideas into the show again to make this shit watchable but that said whatever the fuck they end up doing we probably gonna have to talk about it just some more content get out in these streets man i like gonna get well now hey that'll be a come up for trig man nigga i no. <laughs> all right man we about to get about this bitch i'm Ant. that's jay this week in culture episode 235 hit us up on everything peace